189 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest for today. My name is Ashes Von Nightmare. You can call me Ashes Von Nightmare. I am joined, as always, by my co-host in life and on this show. He is very angry. He's very nerdy. He is the shark boy to my lava girl. It's Patsy the Angry Nerd. I almost called you your real name. That's okay. I've, I've been called way worse. By uh, me. Yes. And not just by you. Uh, I am actually not all that angry today because we have a phenomenal guest I'm very excited about. But uh, I just want to say hi to everybody and to remind them that we are a part of the Dorkening Network and brought to you by your notes that you have right there that I see. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> brought to you by Deadly Ground Coffee. It's good to get a little deadly. So as we said, we are joined today by a very special guest, and we are so excited. You may know her from the Geek History Lesson podcast, The Red Shirt Diaries, and through her comic book writings published through DC Comics IDW, Top Cow, Action Labs, uh, Action Lab Comics, excuse me, Not Forgotten Comics, and Colonial Comics. She's appeared on many YouTube channels, including Nerd Alert, Geek Bomb, Collider, Screen Junkies, DC All Access, ComicBook.com, and Major Spoilers, to name a few. She's the co-creator of the Jupiter Jet comic book series and science, the elements of dark energy. Ladies and gentlemen, cats and kittens, may I present the queen of Comic-Cons, Ashley Victoria Robinson. That's maybe the greatest intro I've ever had. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me reschedule. Fam, you don't even know how kind the hosts are because I have a very busy disorganized life and they very graciously let me move this interview a couple times well i mean same we're all over the place <laughs> we're doing so many different things so girl like we get it we totally Thank get it you. life is crazy and you do what you can but we are so excited that you're joining us we're so happy that you were able to carve time out of your busy schedule your busy day to join our little show and talk some jupiter jet and tamson from science heck yes i'm so excited yeah, so you you you've got like you know a marathon event of of uh, interviews going just today. I yeah I got a couple going on today, so, <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, I, let's start early. Why not do that? I I always try to bring as many of our stories to as many cool people as possible. So I appreciate you letting me scream about what I'm working on here. Absolutely, we know what it's like to go through the whole process of self-promotion and trying to get your, <laughs> your work out there and your word out there. So trust us, we get it. Anything that we can do to kind of help be this little link on this crazy chain of promotions and whatnot, like we're just honored to have you on the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And also because you're always such like, the both of you are such great supporters. Every time I ask for anything, you're like, yeah, come on. No problem. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and now Ashes and I are Instagram friends. So yes, yes. we're like one step away from being real life friends. Yeah, we're, we're I'm pretty sure. Give us a few days. We'll be besties like very mm -hmm. soon. Very soon. So we have a getting into qu character question for today. Mm. And Patsy, you actually posed this question based off of something that you saw on the internet, a video that Ashley did. So why don't you tell us more? Yeah, so I watched uh, your video recently uh, that you did with Jason about <laughs> the worst superpowers. And there was one specific one that you mentioned towards the end that I really want you to, uh, to, to elaborate on because you made an <laughs> excellent point at the beginning about what would be necessary in order to have the majority of superpowers? Because this is something that not a lot of people really think about. And, you know, for the listeners of our show, they know I really love, you know, the science aspects of things. So I was uh, very appreciative of you going into this particular detail. So if you want to uh, kind of elaborate on, you know, one of the necessities of, you know, having any type of superpower, really, and then going into, you know, what you thought... Uh, at the end was 
probably the most overrated superpower. Uh, we would love for you to share that with our audience. Oh, man, that's so funny. Uh, Jason didn't like the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things about having superpowers, it all seems great, but it's all kind of null and void, and it's a no-sum game if you don't have invulnerability, if you're not basically Wolverine, because it's cute to be the Flash, but if you are not invulnerable or protected by something like the Speed Force, then a bug is going to go through your brain and... You know, bye bye. It doesn't really matter that you fast. You can't go much faster than an average person. That's why uh, convertibles can be dangerous. And I went on about that a little bit. And then I said that actually the lamest power was being a rich white man. <laughs> and I said it was the superpower that needed to be canceled. Um, and then that I get, I usually get a slew of comments from people calling me a white genocidist after I make comments like that, which is funny to me. Um, I've been accused of hating white guys, uh, which is funny to me because I married a white guy, <laughs> but I was half serious and it was half a joke. But uh, like I said in that video, Bruce Wayne states in Justice League that his power is that he's rich and he's super white. And so, so until such a time as uh, they give us, you know, a Bruce Wayne or a Tony Stark of color being rich or even Oliver Queen for that matter being a rich privileged man is a, is a superpower. And it's like that's been established across DC and Marvel comics. And I'm sure that people have already tuned me out at this point. And I'm not saying that we can't, and we should not have superpowers who are rich white dudes. I just think we could spread the equity around a little bit. Give me a, a rich um, Indian. And I mean, a person from India, give me a rich Japanese guy who is a superhero because you know usually they wind up being the supervillains because we're still kind of playing by Disney Jafar rules of who's a bad guy so yeah that was a weird discussion that was um we have a level on our Patreon that's called the Mind University Producer where you can suggest topics and that was suggested by a lovely patron but the, we we consulted a list that had very interesting choices on it it made for an interesting but kind of a weird discussion I think See, I I agree with you, though, and, you know, it's so rare that we see, you know, someone, you know, I guess the closest we would have is, uh, you know, T'Challa from Black mm-hmm. Panther. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're so But they're right, isolated, like, right? Like, he's not, he becomes, but he's not a huge public figure the way, like, Bruce Wayne is famous. Right, and Tony Stark and Oliver Queen, mm-hmm. like, all these guys are super rich and, you know, flamboyant. I mean, like... World-renowned. Tony Stark is, is way more flamboyant than Bruce Wayne is. Like, if Bruce Wayne had his, you know, obviously this is a discussion for another day, but if Bruce Wayne had his way, he would just hide in the shadows and be Batman 24-7. Oh, for sure, for sure. But Tony Stark is like, hey, look at me, I'm Iron Man, like... Bring me a cheeseburger. Yeah, here's my address. Please bomb my house. Like, yeah. But I, I myself, and part of the reason why I asked, I asked you this is I, I had come up with a uh, a list of terrible superpowers uh, for an upcoming book I, I have coming out this year called "How Much Do You Tip an Exorcist?" And great title. Thank you. Uh, some of the uh, some of the things, and I was thinking about what you said about the the speed force going super fast. Uh, one of the powers is you have super speed, but the inability to stop. And you know, I, as you were talking, it's like yeah, having a bug go through your brain. You know, the whole uh, you know. Uh, well, or what is the tarmac treated with? You can't run down the freeway. No, it's going to catch on fire. That's right. just physics. I don't know much about physics, so the, the friction, <laughs> wind speed, like you know, he has to wear a special suit. You know, if you're a part of the speed force, you have to wear a special suit because mm-hmm. you know the friction will just rip your skin off. You know, you'll be a, the fastest skeleton alive. But I mean, which would be a really cool superhero. Let's let's not lie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it would definitely be the most xylophone like. <laughs> They'd have their own music number. It'll be great. Like Bert from Mary Poppins. Exactly. Uh, Ashes, what do you think is the like most overrated or lamest superpower? You really want to know? Yeah, of course I want to know. Like, that's our opening question. <laughs> White male rage. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, for real, for real. How many of these superheroes are just angry? And a lot of them are just angry for the sake of being angry. Like, yeah, sure, I understand why Batman is angry. The whole parents thing. Like, I get that. But some of these superheroes are just angry for the sake of being angry. You know, and I'm sure, like, I, I get the bad guys are doing things and stuff and you want to be good. But at the same time, like, how many of these guys are ragey? 
There's not as much. I'm not talking about like nuance. The Hulk either. Like the Hulk, like there's a reason why he's ragey. There's science behind why he's mm-hmm. ragey. Like Bruce Banner is not a raging person. You know, Bru- uh, the Hulk is. Bruce Banner isn't. He tries mm-hmm. not to be. But you know how many of of these guys? And you really don't see that a lot from the female. You know, well, because it's superheroes. not. It's not sexy for women to be angry, right? This is true. Yes. I mean, it's also not sexy for women to wear appropriate armor, but you know, here Mm -hmm. we are. I mean, I can almost forgive the battle skirt with Diana because that is a Greco Roman design, but Mm -hmm. I'm still always a little mad about it, not gonna lie. I mean, you know, I I could, you know, off the top of my head, Raven, uh, Starfire, uh, I get Rogue's full form fitting bodysuit, I get that with her powers, but like so many of these, these, like. What's with boob windows? Like, that I don't get. Oh, man. It's just to make sure they're still there. Like, oh, I'm fighting in battle. I just have to make sure the girls are okay. You oh, okay, no, no. Girls? Power girl does not have to, to worry whether or not, you know, those... Pro- like, and how do you fight with those proportions? All right, that's that's a topic for another day, because I know you have limited time, and I really want to get into... It's our, kind of... Our... We were at the, the store the other day, and we were shopping and stuff and we tend to do a little people watching as we shop and we pass somebody and Patrick just turns to me and he's like, Oh my goodness. I feel so sorry for her. And I was like, excuse me. And he's like, because this, this woman had like a naturally like really large, robust rack. And he's like, and and that happens sometimes. And he's like the back pain. And she, she looked like she had been having Mm -hmm. a day. Like she looked like she was in pain. You know, she was kind of like the the way she was walking. She was definitely uh, compensating for, for some kind of pain and stuff. Um, You know, he's like the back pain she must have. And I was like, see, you get it. (laughs) You get it. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being one of the good ones. (laughs) I, you know, I'm not like, oh, my God, look at that lady's boobs. It's like, holy shit, like, that could be a serious health problem somewhere down the road. Mm-hmm. So. But, but yeah, anyways, that's for real, for real. <laughs> that's a different show for a different yeah. day. Yeah, um, that's a little more serious. We're here to talk about comic books. Yeah, right? So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the super amazing, super awesome, superhero, Jupiter Jet. So stay tuned. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey there, this is JB. And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs> this is Emma. You're listening to Showdown Sunday. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me round again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. So, not only did the first volume of Jupiter Jet come out, but it was also nominated for a Ringo Award for Best Kids Comic 
or graphic novel. So congratulations on that. That's amazing. Thank you. That was such an honor. The Ringo Awards are an industry award, so you're voted on by your peers. So even though we didn't win, it's really, really nice to think that, well, it's, it's first of all, it's really nice to think that anyone cares. And then it's really nice to think that the people that you respect care. So thank you very much. This comic book series is so interesting to me because, you know, she's such a... I don't want to say unlikely superhero, but she's a different superhero. Mm -hmm. And there's something I know this is, you know, geared for a more young adult audience. But as an adult reading it, there is something just so refreshingly wholesome about it that I absolutely love it. So my first question to you is what was the inspiration, you know, to to even start this Jupiter Jet series? And were any of the characters inspired by real people? That's so funny. There's sort of two answers to that. So a few years ago, Jupiter Jet is probably the second. No, that's a lie. The fourth or the fifth thing that Jason and I ever pitched. It's just the first one that went. And we were meeting in a diner because we like to do all of our planning uh, when there is food involved. And we were supposed to be meeting about a different project. And I said, I have an idea for a comic book and it's called Jupiter Jet. And that's all I know. And that's a really bad way to pitch a project to your collaborators because you may, you bring basically nothing with you. But we work so well together that he was like, yes, I am. She has red hair and she's got a jetpack and a little brother and a cat. And then right there, he was able to pitch the twist that you get revealed at the end of the first volume. It turns out to be a much bigger sci-fi world. If you haven't read the book, sorry, it's been out for like two years. Uh, we knew right away that she was always going to be not on Earth, but from the planet Jupiter. She's actually from Europa, which is a moon off of Jupiter. And that's how we started. And then we built our creative team and we pitched it around. And then eventually Action Lab said yes. And we ran the first Kickstarter. But her secret origin is that I'm a huge Sailor Moon fan. And my favorite Sailor Senshi is Sailor Sailor. Jupiter. So I always wanted to name someone after her or inspired by her. And if you look at Jackie's color scheme it's a lot of purples and greens which are Makoto's color scheme in Sailor Moon so (laughs) she's a little little of column A and a little of column B see when I was looking at this I I read this uh, first of all one of the things I want to point out is I like the art style because it definitely says like young adult but like you know you could be an older Mm -hmm. teen and or an adult and still enjoy this because the art is that good like the art, the coloring, like everything is really vibrant and it pops off the page. So like Thank that's you. that's huge. Um I definitely see, you know, your your comic book, you know, interests in some of the uh some of the dialogue, like Jupiter Jet's only boyfriend is Justice. Like that's easily my favorite <laughs> line of the entire the entire sample that we have. Um, That's so funny because uh, that line is we we know who is going to wind up being uh, Jackie's love interest because Jason and I have plans all the way through Volume Five, uh, and we we planted that line there for a very specific reason that probably won't become clear for a while now. But I'm so glad that you pulled that line. <laughs> I love it. That's it's so great. But uh, to kind of piggyback off what Ash was saying, like, as I'm reading this, you know, again, I mentioned earlier that, like, I'm big into the science of things and I really enjoy it. So, like, some of these things that are jumping out to me, uh, Europa, the the fact that you picked Europa to kind of set this, uh, you know, story, you know, from what I understand, and, and, you know, again, I may be wrong, but Europa is the most likely source if, you know, we ever were to colonize somewhere else in our solar system, it would be Europa because it's the only other source of liquid water in the entire solar system. So I thought, you know, that's a really good poll. And most people don't know that we actually go to a different heavenly body in volume two. And if people, it doesn't have as uh, nice a name as Europa. It's more like asteroid number, this, this, and this, but it is real. So even though Jupiter Jet, it's much more science fantasy, whereas our other book, Science, is uh, more science fact, science fiction based in science fact. Uh, but like Jupiter Jet's jetpack is powered by like a mysterious glowing green triangle, and that's enough. But we do 
really strive to ground it in as much of the real world as possible so that when we do wilder and crazier things, people will go with us and give us a little more leeway. So I'm glad that someone picks up on that. Well, I mean, some of the stuff that I, I gathered from just this, uh, you know, because it's the, the time period in which it's set, you know, early 1900s, you know, like the, the 1930s, mm-hmm. um, you kind of get like the, the, the technology of the time, like the way the people are dressed. But like the satellite looks an awful lot like Sputnik, and that's how a satellite. Yes, it truly. But but also because Sputnik is low key like the best looking satellite that we've ever had. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> like it looks. It just looks Voyager really cool. <laughs> but yeah, it it's and it's you know evocative of the the type of technology that would be available at that time. So while you know you're kind of you know you have a a colony on Europa and people, you know, you know, interplanetary travel, there's still some, you know, grounding. In fact, like the first thing I thought of, you know, her, her brother, Chuck, first thing I thought of was Chuck Yeager, you know, Neil, Neil Armstrong. That, that is, uh, that is who Chuck is named after. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Like I love being able to like, Hey, this is what I think this is. I wonder if that's, and like getting to talk to you and have you confirm that it's like, yes. Uh, it's also cool because uh, most, like I said, most people don't pick up on that, and we take the we take the moniker of all ages very seriously. Like we want it to be good for people who are four or ninety four, kind of the Pixar model, which is probably a little highfalutin for us to think, but I think that anyway. Um, you know, and most four year olds don't pick up on references to historical figures, so it's this is so cool for me. <laughs> well, it, it's you know what it reminds me of, you know, kind of like what you're saying with the uh, for all ages Toy Story model. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, if you've ever played, I'm I'm sure you have played some of the uh, Lego video games. Oh heck yeah! Lego Batman Three. You know, it's like oh that's a kids game. You know, it's like well you know when you fly around as as Wonder Woman, it plays the Linda Carter Wonder Woman song from the seventies. Right, a kid's not going to know that. When you fly around as Superman, it plays John Williams score from the original, you know, the Christopher Reeve films. So, it's... well, you couldn't play the Junkie XL score from justice league so yeah uh, but you know what i'm saying like it's (laughs) totally it's nostalgic like you have to rescue adam west throughout the entire thing and the first thing you do is you have to unleash a can of uh shark repellent on him like a little kid's not gonna get that reference man if a little kid did i would love them so much that's fair so were there was there any specific research that you did when it came to creating these characters and the world that Jupiter Jet is set in? So if people go and look at the Kickstarter campaign, which you can find at jupiterjetcomic.com, and read the description, because I'm not convinced that most people read the description, uh, you'll notice that there's a lot of references to westerns and cowboys and stuff like that and because her world and her city of olympic heights is very based on uh, 1930s depression era new york city when we lured her out into space and we had her do different things we wanted to address a different time period and see something new and intriguing for her and jason is a huge fan of westerns and so we got some uh, cowpokes going on there and so we've actually been like diving headlong into the American West. And it's funny because over New Year's, we actually went to Tombstone, Arizona, which is the site of the OK Corral shootout. So it's been a lot of historical research. And then because we're just better writers and better planners, now we've been doing a lot more uh, setup and a lot more work from a writerly standpoint in terms of setting up mysteries and Easter eggs that are going to pay off later on. See, and that stuff is always appreciated by fans, especially, you know, it's like the uh, the Harry Potter model where, you know, totally book five. We're just... just like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Book five. They from, have your, this... from your word, from your mouth to the writer's God's ears, please. <laughs> yes. You know, right in the same vein, you know, both young adult focused, both, you know, suitable for all ages. But it's like, you know, you plant these little seeds. You know, like the first one that comes to mind is in the Order of the Phoenix when they're cleaning out the Black House and. and mm hmm. They throw away this innocuous necklace that no one can open, this locket that, you know, no one can figure out what it is. So it must be garbage and they throw it away and it ends up being like one of the most vital pieces of the entire story. 
Oh, man, when they revealed that R.A.B., I was like, it's Regulus, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm a huge uh, Sirius Black fan, so I'm so glad that that's what you brought up. Well, there's there's little little uh, hints and Easter eggs, like things that are sprinkled in, like you appreciate these types of things because you know that the writers aren't just flying by the seat of their pants, that they put... You know, some real I mean, there's a lot thought. of that as well, if we're going to be honest. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> what I there's obviously going to be, you know, you like, OK, here's where the story is. Here's point A, F, G, Q and Z. <laughs> now we just have to get there. But you're you're setting these things up. It's like, OK, I know that this is what I want to happen. And, you know, I don't know. Are you a, a Game of Thrones person? Well, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So there is a line in the the first chapter uh, from Catelyn's point of view where she says you know she's having an inner monologue and she says that she wonders if her heart has turned to stone and if you're a, a book reader you know why that's very significant also the first point of view chapter that's not that intro pre um prologue chapter is from Bran's point of view so if anyone was mad about the conclusion of the last series they told us in the first chapter how mm-hmm. it was going to work out pretty much yeah <laughs> I love stuff like that because I, I especially believe that your introduction and then your closing, whether that's a book, whether that's a chapter, whether that's uh, a pilot and a finale episode, I really believe that those are your opportunities to tell your readers this is what the series was about. And I actually think Justified, um, the FX show, does one of the best jobs at reminding you in the finale, even though they have a lot of story to wrap up and there's a time jump that it was always about the relationship between these two men and how they understand each other better than anyone in the world. So I love it when that much care is put into something mm-hmm. and it is something that I strive to do in my work and also uh, opening and closing with splash pages because I like comic structure from the nineties. Yeah. And you know, I, I agree that that's a, a definite way to grab your reader. I mean, one of the first, again, the first thing that pops into my mind, you know, when you're talking about everything being like cyclical and, coming together at the end uh the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed you know? hell yeah so <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> all i have to say is that line and you know exactly what i mean so well i'm deep deep in cowboy lore right now so <laughs> yeah, that's a, cowboys and, and lord of the rings for that one totally so and star wars and everything else that's ever been inspired by a cowboy harry potter <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's so easy to love something when there are clear nods of stuff that you love in it. You know, like oh, thank you. It, it really is. It's just, it's just kind of like you know, it's easy to support something where you know it's like, wow, these people just get, just get it. They just get me. Um, so, talking about Jupiter Jet specifically, and specifically Jackie, not quite as Jupiter Jet. Yes. Um, you know, uh, what kind of singles her out? What makes her different than other kids superheroes out there? I think she's been through a lot, and I think we really strive with Jackie to put as much truth as to what it was like to be a teenage girl into that story as possible. And as someone who was at one time um, a teenage girl, I know that you can, you have a lot of leeway in terms of emotion. And I think that's something that we're trying to balance, especially now this volume, volume two takes place a year after the first volume. So she's 17 now. She's on the cusp of adulthood. She's leading a human resistance movement. She's the head of her family. Uh, She has a younger brother and a cat to look uh, after. And we try to very much acknowledge what that looks like. And sometimes that leads her to failure. In the third issue of the first volume, uh, we kind of homage the idea of the Spider-Man No More cover Uh, And that type of story. So we allow Jackie to fail and we allow her to be imperfect and we allow her to be emotional, which isn't always something that people do when they are writing with a younger audience in mind. Right. You try to give them people to look up to who are heroic or who are potentially infallible. But I think we try to let her live in the fallibilities and live in the brokenness. And that's what makes her a better person in the end because she has to overcome so much personally and if that's not going to drive you to steal from the rich and give to the poor then i don't know what is 
See, I'm I'm looking at this, you know, like you were just saying, you know, the, she has this fallibility to her because I'm looking at the, you know, the sample stuff that you sent to us. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like her her attitude towards things is, you know, like she needs to have something happen where it's like, you know, not quite the Spider-Man Uncle Ben moment because she's already using her, her powers for good and her abilities, you know, to help other people. Mm-hmm. She's not doing it. No, but she after. she's a little bratty uh, when we meet her. She's very confident in the beginning. Yeah, and she's like, oh, well, I'm flight. Well, why don't you just have me go do it? I'll go kick that guy's ass. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, don't worry about it. I'll take care of him. It's like, I already beat up that other guy. I'll beat this guy. Like, let me, let's, let me at him. And it's like, it, it reminds me almost of a, you know, like a, a Rocky film, like Rocky Three, where it's like, I'm super confident. Oh, no, I lost. Well, I'd better train harder so I can win in the end. You're the only person who's ever compared Jupiter to Rocky, and uh, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's something very relatable at, you know, uh, with this character. You know, she goes through everything that she goes through in the, you know, through the first volume. And obviously she comes out victorious. And so now she's entering into this second volume. And yeah, I do get that. I get that she's like a little cocky and... Uh, you know, um, like any typical 17 year old kid would be, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I did this now I can do anything. So you start to feel a little invincible. Exactly. And then the, the drama that's going to take her into space and take her away from her family for this volume has to directly do with her past in the art that people can see on the Kickstarter. You see a little glimpse of a character that we're calling the black flyer. And their identity will get revealed. You won't have to wait 120 pages like you had to wait for the big reveal in volume one. It's about 20 pages into the book. And they are a person who Jackie didn't think they were she was ever going to see again. And so we're trying to use the tragedies from her past to drive her forward. But also by taking her off world in that way, we get a chance to introduce a new superhero to this world. And let me tell you, we were I was reading those pages and I got to the end to that reveal of who the Black Flyer is. And I was yeah, just yeah. like, why? I, I threw the pages. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, you've got to be kidding me. This is amazing. You guys are setting up for something so crazy and so big. I mean, we Man, we, the- knew, we knew that when we were making volume one. We're like, that's who that person's going to be in volume oh two. <laughs> and, and you think that the reveal at the end of volume one is, is huge, which it is. And the fact that not everyone knows this, like not mm-hmm. everyone who's involved in the comic book, you know, world, you know, knows this. It's still kind of a secret amongst, you know, uh, these characters. Like the upper it's council. big. Totally. Like, it's yeah. It's so big. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, not only do you know something that some of these other characters don't, but now you have this interaction and you re- you know realize who this person is you you find out who this person is and i just i my mind was blown i needed a minute i was like this is gonna be crazy we're immediately we're like okay you know what we get we get paid and then we're gonna donate to this kickstarter because oh my god i need to read more i already this know is- exactly which one i'm doing the 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 52 dollar one with the seven dollar nice. shipping because i need all this all this yeah stuff. it's just it's it's crazy yeah we already have what we want picked out and stuff because we just need this we need this entire collection we need to read more so my question i will i will say for people who don't know this um kickstarter doesn't charge your card until the campaign's over so oh, you wow. can donate okay. and you won't actually be charged until february 20th um oh, wow and i like to say that because like i I definitely have to be very careful with my finances. So I understand where you're like, okay, I don't have it now, but I'll have it in three weeks. And okay. And also because Kickstarter wants your money. If your card fails, they'll literally charge it for like the next two weeks. Oh, so you can play a little fast and loose with your donations if you want to. Um, but of course I'm biased. I'm here being like, please donate and let's hit the stretch goals. We hit a stretch goal today. So everybody gets a new print who's getting physical rewards at $16 or above. And I just want to give people like more cool stuff. So Please donate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are we are uh, huge proponents of independent creators. You know, we are constantly contributing to Kickstarters for films, for art projects. You know, we you know we are always promoting everything. Um, and I'm a comic book neophyte, 
Like I did not grow up reading comic books. They really look. Just didn't... If you if you like comics, then you're a comic book fan. That's all. The... Don't let anyone ever like gatekeep you. I think that's such nonsense. If you like something and you know about it, then you're an expert. End end of story. That's no. Don't say that. Bad. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I'm just saying that you know I didn't get into comic books until later on in life. So now it's like you know. Uh, something like this is something that I, I want to add to my collection ASAP. And and not only because I got to read the sneak peek and now I'm just dying to read I know, more. you know more than anyone else pretty much oh right now. Oh my goodness, it's so hard to not just word vomit spoilers all over this podcast right now. <laughs> I would but edit them out. Is, I, I, yes, yes. <laughs> Patch, Patsy with the magic fingers can edit anything. But um, no, it's, it's crazy. The story that you've set up so far and where the story is going, it's just, like I said, my mind is blown. And I can't wait for everyone to read this and to read, you know, continue reading along with everyone else and see, you know, to, to see what happens. Now, you mentioned that you or do you know how the story is going to end? Like how the entire Jupiter oh, yeah, series totally. is going to end? Yeah. Okay. So it's not. I gonna... actually probably have a clearer idea of what happens in volume five than what's going to happen in the next 20 pages that I have to write. Oh, wow. That's that's <laughs> a common writing issue because I'm a writer myself and like mm -hmm. I'm rewriting a story that I've already written. And it's like, I know every beat of the story. I know how it ends. I know who the characters are. I know what their journey is. But I've been stuck on how they're going to get there. It's like, I know what's going to happen. But I The don't middle know how to is get there. always, for me, the middle is always, always, always the hardest. 100%. But also, uh, it was MLK Day a couple, couple weeks ago. And Jason and I went on a hike because we live in LA and that's what we do. I fell into a creek and we laid out all the broad strokes for volume three because we're really hoping since the campaign funded and we have a good chunk of time left that if we do even better, that we'll be able to take that money and start working on volume three as quickly as possible so That's that it'll be maybe one year instead of more than one year's in between volumes so that uh, I can come back and I can give you pages next year and we'll talk about that and then we'll get to volume five and you'll be like so what which one of these things did you already know when we talked three years ago and uh i'm hoping that when people look at the campaign and they see that it's funded that knowing that we have plans to make more really encourages them to still donate because i really believe that some of the most exciting comics are coming from kickstarter some of the most exciting projects are coming from crowdfunding platforms and campaigns because those are usually the projects that you submitted and you submitted and you submitted and people told you no, 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 no. So you just said, that's fine. Screw you guys. I'll do it by myself. And when you're able to prove that you have an audience suddenly and that people are interested and that you are worth taking a risk on, that's when other people pay attention. I love taking advantage of that as a creator. But like you both said, I also love taking advantage of that as a consumer. Like if you click on my contributor profile on Kickstarter, you can see everything that I've backed. Like I love to go through Kickstarter and be like, I want this and this and this and this and this and this and thank you so much. Well, and one of the things that I like to, to say when it comes to stuff like this, you know, if you are one of those people who says, man, I am so tired of the same mainstream fill in the blank like yes! I need something yes! there's no originality. I I just got a care package over the weekend from the creators the the creative force behind bad CGI sharks because we have been a fan of these guys <laughs> yes! and their film since it came out. Like I like to brag that I own 12 and a half percent of the world supply of VHS tapes that they've put out. You know, and I mean they might as well just make you a producer it sounds like. I mean it's it's uh at this point it I really would love to like if, if they had a Kickstarter that I was aware of, I would have contributed to it, you know, because, you know, as they say in the movie, if the budget had been higher, you know, they were able to afford more. It would have just been called sharks. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, this is true. But, you know, you have to admire that they own that. I think that's a perfect name. And honestly, it's probably a way cooler name than sharks. It probably gets more people to check them out. Yeah, they uh, they're going to be at the. Like it's a uh, 
a shark exploitation film festival. They have you know shark exploitation and and um, stop it. And <laughs> documentaries, but it's in Paris. What? Like, they contacted them and they were like, "Hey, we'd like you to." We'd like to show your movie for our shark exploitation block. What do you say? We say no, no, thanks. I don't think I want you showing my I, film. Yeah, like, I mean, like Paris is dope and everything, but like I don't really want to go for right, it. Right. So I really yeah, have it's to. like uh, you know, I don't want to eat cheese and, and drink. Maybe but see, they they, did, they did the thing and they believed in what they were working on, and like exactly. that's that's way cooler, man. That's so cool to me. Yeah, and, and you know, it doesn't matter how how you start, you know, it matters how you finish, you know, like you know, if somebody tells you like, Oh, this is what I'm gonna do and you're like, that's not gonna end well and you say, No, you know what? It's not it might not start well, but I'm gonna keep at it, even if I'm not good at it, even if people don't like what you know, I'm putting out or what I'm saying, but it's gonna end well because I'm going to take everything that I've learned every step of the way and I'm going to continue building on those skills like you said earlier you know you you guys are much better writers now than you were you know 10 oh years God, ago so I mean <laughs> when we first started this podcast we were awful we did an interview and won a friggin award for it like it was I mean, and now we're we're okay we're subpar you know yeah we still have room to grow dude i say that about my podcast all the time i'm like if you've never listened to Geek Cash Out somewhere, we have almost 300 episodes. Please skip the first 50 because they bad. <laughs> See, yeah. and that's the thing. See, but we say get... them about, about ours too. We're like, oh, can you just 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 uh, listen to our show, but don't listen to like the first. Start at episode 101 so. because that's the like, one we won the award like, for. Just go forward. <laughs> but even then, you know, you have good days and bad days. Absolutely. Um, and you're going to have, I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere in the first few episodes, there's a really, really solid, great episode. And then you're going to have one, you know, all of us are going to have an episode in the future where you're like, wow, I kind of shit the bed on that. But like, gotta put that content out. Especially, so sorry, guys. Yeah. Especially when you do an unscripted podcast. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, you have an organized chart. You're like, okay, this is our outline. This is what we're going to cover. And then life happens. And, you know, sometimes you get derailed. Sometimes, you know, you know, it just you have a day where it's like, okay, we're recording, and then my mic is on, and we press record, and all of a sudden my brain doesn't know how to word anymore, you know? Or like, you're sick and you've taken like too much cold medicine, and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm just dead. We have to enough. do this later. Yeah, or yeah, or not enough cold medicine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you know, earlier in in the show when like we could have gone off on like a hundred different tangents. But it's like, no, no, stop. No, go back. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you need to talk about. Um, so speaking of what we need to talk about. Hey. <laughs> how's that for a segue? I thought um, it was epic. I loved it. Thank you. I try. Um, so I kind of want to get back to Jupiter Jet just a little bit more because I do want to talk about Tamsin from Science. Yeah, uh, She's a great character. I'm currently making my way through the comic book that you sent uh you sent us an email back in december and well I'm... you're on my list of nice press people oh, so you just you. get I everything now <laughs> so i'm currently working through it uh what i'm hoping to do is to have a review of it to accompany uh <gasps> on our so a review of it so on honored. our website <laughs> throwdownthursdaypodcast.com to accompany this episode so it's going to be ashley victoria robinson day all around on our social media. <laughs> oh man, 6th, what a nightmare. Yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no, this is fantastic. Um, no, it's it's really cool to see great content coming from uh, a place of heart, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's one thing to create stuff because you just want to create stuff because you just want to throw some stuff out there. You want to make money. And I think that's the worst. LOL, LOL, don't make comics or podcasts if you want to make right. money. Let me yeah. tell you, friend, yeah. that's why we're talking about a Kickstarter. <laughs> We are way the hell in the hole if, it, if you're talking yeah, we, we about all time right? finance. Like, yeah, we, still, yeah, yeah. we still have day jobs, okay? <laughs> oh, me, girl, me too. Um, so you know, it's it's nice to have something to support. I prefer to support something where there's a lot of heart behind it, where there's a lot of creativity, where you know somebody is putting this out because they believe in something. And I love the fact that you know how this story is going to end because I believe it creates solid storytelling from start to finish. And that's what this comic book, the Jupiter Jet series has. It's solid 
storytelling and it's great character development as well so i cannot wait to have you back on next year to talk about the third volume of jupiter jet and we can talk about how jupiter jet has evolved between volumes one and two and you know what we can kind of see moving forward in volume three. Oh my gosh i hope so and i also hope um we have to hop over to a new publisher, but we do have plans for more science as well. So if you like it, and you're not just being polite to me because I'm a guest on your podcast, uh, we're, we really want to tell, we have plans for three volumes of science. So Tamsin is very near and dear to my heart. She's based on my best friend from high school, Kristen Freeland, who is also, um, she's Indian Canadian. Tamsin is Indian American. So If you like it, we have more plans for that. But right now, we're back in Jackie Johnson territory. Um, uh, That makes me so incredibly happy. I'm loving science. Science! So much. you got to say it like a baseball announcer, right? It's the law. (laughs) Well, you know, and the... Like a Thomas Dolby from She Blinded Me with Science? Yeah. Science! But yeah, Tamsin... Trackru is she is blinding me with all kinds of science. I love her. She is the minority LGBTQ intelligent, awkward comic book character that I've been looking for. Uh, it's so a- funny because we didn't design her like that. <laughs> like she, she just we always knew she has a romance with that uh, with her roommate, and we always knew that that was going to be a part of our story but uh jason and i write together we're married we're we're in a you know a cishet relationship so that's the reason why it's not a coming out story it's just like a fact of who she is and i wanted to base her on my friend from high school and then she wound up clicking kind of all of these diversity boxes and so you know the people who aren't into that are saying that we're trying to be too woke and that's fine and if that's not for you that's okay too um but yeah, she's kind of become our little like progressive hero in the comic book world. I love that. I love that she's checking off all of these boxes for me. She's exactly what I needed. And I love her friend, AJ. Oh my God. He's, He's such hilarious. an idiot. <laughs> he reminds me of, you know, the the kids that I had in chem class you know he reminds me of a lot of my friends that I had in lab you know just very enthusiastic and just kind of want to blow everything up yeah he's kind of accidentally too a little bit like Chuck like we have these two like blonde haired boys who are very smart and smarter than they probably should be but they're socially like they're just complete idiots and they're always one step away from like blowing themselves up. So in some crossover, those boys are going to meet and bad things are going to happen. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> we so got rocket boots and a jetpack. So, I mean, who knows? Absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. So anyways, where can people find science? Oh, well, that's so funny because uh, if you back the Jupiter Jet Kickstarter, you can actually get a team up level with science. I think it's still available. Uh, you can order science on Amazon or if you want a signed copy that will go out way faster than it will on Amazon, you can order it from jasoninmanauthor.com slash store. Or you can just go to you can just Google Jason and it's a top thing that comes uh, that comes up. That's Jason's web store. I pack most of those. So if you want to clone me, that's a great opportunity to get your hands on it. <laughs> also, uh, science is pretty new. It's only been out since December. So if you get it, no matter where you get it, you can buy the digital copy on Comixology. As long as you read it, I am happy. If people would consider reviewing it on Amazon, that is such a huge boon. You can buy it from anywhere and still review it there. Be honest. I mean, I would rather you gave it five stars, but no pressure. Be completely honest. And that helps other cool people who don't listen to this podcast find it. And then you can uh, you can follow, find Jupiter Jet at jupiterjetcomic.com. Yeah, and obviously we'll be posting links and all this stuff. Um, I actually host a second show myself and, I'll, and I'm my show next week is going to be well i say next week the show that came out by the time this airs time travel yes. uh, <laughs> is all about independent creators so obviously i'm going to be talking about this and some oh other... thank you kindly oh of course and some other uh kickstarters that are going on uh, around this time because there's you know folks that i, I definitely want to help promote and support and you are obviously one 
Yeah, January has been a good month for Kickstarter. There's a lot of really cool books that are on right now. And we also try to feature them in our updates and on our social media as well. Because, look, I want your money, but there's a lot of other people who deserve your money as well. Well, I mean, I I think you guys deserve some of our dollars as well. You're too kind. So before we let let you go, I want to switch gears and go back to Jupiter Jet for a moment because I have to talk about the cat. I'm a cat person. We have two kids ourselves. Uh, We call our cats kids. Um, Oh, I have a cat who I truly call my son and would die for. I had told the casting director that and he was very unimpressed. I I tell my cat that she's my favorite person because Uh she is. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just, I mean, that is, that is correct. <laughs> and she looks at me like she had, could care less, but you know, it means a, it means a lot to me. So I was just wondering if Puddles was based off of any cat in particular. That's so funny. Um, Jason and I both had orange cats growing up. I had a cat growing up named Snuggles, and she snuggled. She's the best. Aww. And Jason is from a farm in Kansas because he's secretly Superman. And he had an orange cat growing up named Honey. So those were the original inspirations for Puddles. And Puddles is named Puddles because Chuck found her in a puddle. And we were going to tell that story and then never did. And then in the first volume, we were going to have Pluto. Jason kept pitching Pluto killing the cat. And I was like, we cannot kill the cat in our children's book like absolutely not we murdered her parents we can't kill the cat (laughs) and in the interim between volume one and volume two we adopted uh a complete idiot named brago uh who i would die for and i love so much and he's also an orange cat so you know because you've read the first 20 pages but um there's a lot more puddles in volume two and there's yes. going to be more puddles going forward. And I Perfect. think it's just because uh, we have one, like he's laying on the futon behind me right now. Uh, so we have a cat in the house. So he was, a, he, he, he'll get a credit maybe someday as a consultant, but I'm definitely not going to pay him because he didn't work that hard. That's usually the, what they do. I, yeah. I myself had a, uh, a little orange guy named butterscotch and he was like my best. Oh. He sat on my shoulder like a parrot. And mm-hmm. he was just, he was just the absolute, he stole sandwiches from people. Like if you left food unattended, it, it was his. When, when Puddles <laughs> was introduced in the first volume, I, I said to him, I said, you're going to love this series because there's a little orange guy in it. And he's like, oh, there's a kitty. I was like, yes, there's a kitty. So uh, we're cat people. Anything that has a cat, I just automatically love. And uh, thank you for not killing the cat. Oh, my yeah. God. Take it up with Jason. That was all him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to thank you so much for joining us. This was amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us about Jupiter Jet and Tamsin and a bunch of other really awesome geeky stuff. Uh, Where can people find you specifically on social media? Well, before that, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having me back. Thank you for working with my schedule. Uh, I really appreciate it. And like I said, you're on my list for life now. So someday you're going to be sick of me and you're not going to be so happy. Absolutely not. You're like <laughs> a guest you... that sets yourself like you're just I was <laughs> delighted to get an email because we're trying to, you know, figure out other schedules and whatnot for shows. And I'm just like, hey, Ashley Victoria Robinson wants to come on the show. Perfect. It just sets itself right up. And you're nice. welcome to come on and talk about any nerdy stuff. Any. You know, it doesn't have have to be all business it can be pleasure as well so you and jason are are forever welcome on the show well jason works on a super secret tv show that he's been working on for like a year it hasn't been announced yet so he works long hours but we'll get him on someday i swear (laughs) but if people uh people want to follow me online and they want to see more about jupiter jet and they want to tweet me cute pictures of cats uh, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley V Robinson. Uh, the comic is at Jupiter Comic on Twitter. And uh, you can listen to Geek History Lesson at geekhistorylesson.com or where all fine podcasts are had. So listen to Thread on Thursdays and then listen to Geek History Lesson. And if you live in the Los Angeles area and it's between February 20th and March 1st, you can see me on stage at the Hudson Theater in an, a new experimental play called Lucid. It is wild and designed to be like a dream. So come see me do that. It's going to be a good time. 
awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't sleep much anymore. <laughs> who, who needs Same. sleep? It's for the weak. Coffee is for the strong. That's why you are sponsored by a coffee company. This is true. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, wow, a stage performance. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really cool. So definitely if you are out that in, in that area, definitely check it out. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. This was a thank blast. You, thank it's you for having a pleasure. me. Um, and we will definitely be posting links and stuff for the Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio Kickstarter. You guys know you want to sign up for Hell these yeah. goodies. You guys know you want to fund this project because it is amazing. So thank you so much. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, the bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidoctopus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroidoctopus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar Podcast Networks with new episodes every technical Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. Good evening, future passengers. Are you ready to sit back, relax, and join us on a ride of epic proportions through the mystical land of randomness? Am I a serial killer if I eat Lucky Charms? What would it be like if horror characters ran a gym? Who would run spin class? When a shark jumps out of the water, is it like suffocating for that split second? So join us every week for a brand new derailment with Goobs, Ripkin, and Jenny Bean. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Derailers. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube. Have a great night or day, folks. Thank you to Ashley Victoria Robinson for joining us, talking a little Jupiter Jet, talking a little Tamsin from Science. That was amazing. She's always such a delight to have on. I love her so much. Yeah, she's great. She really is. Be sure to check out our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We will post how you can support the Jupiter Jet Kickstarter. That's right. We're going to have links. Uh, We already, uh, the other day, we contributed. Uh, We're going to get one of the... One of the nice, nicer packs with the uh, with the comics, like the physical comics, because we like the physical media. That's how we roll. So that's what we're looking forward to doing. Also, be sure to check out Throwdown Thursday dot uh, Throwdown Thursday podcast yes. dot com to ch- see my review of Science: The Elements of Dark Energy, and to find out where you can purchase it. Yeah, that'll be up in the next few days or so. Um, also, check out. My uh, our, my side project, Shark Bites, because I talk about this again and how you can contribute to the Kickstarter and some other Kickstarters that you might not be aware of, but you should also check out. And uh, it's all about independent creators, not just comics, but movies and, you know, all kinds of different stuff. So check those. Check that out. It's actually been my most popular episode. Like within 24 hours, it was my most popular episode. So I'm really excited. People love to hear about uh, independent creators. But uh 
we have a battle this week, don't we? We do have a battle. And with a new battle comes the battle music. That, of course, is our battle music performed by Enchanted Exile, also known as the guys from Retro Redoctopus, whose new season just got underway. That's right. So be sure to check out those guys. Every Tentacle Tuesday. Yes. And which every Tentacle Tuesday is every other Tuesday. That's right. But we have a brand new battle for you guys today. It is called Travel Methyl Madness. <laughs> Travel Method Madness. Try saying that ten times fast. Apparently I can't. I can't say it once. Well, you do work with a lot of chemicals that have the word methyl in it. It's true. You do work with chemicals that have the word methyl in it. I can't even say February. February. Don't don't ask me to do words. Don't don't just don't. You're not wording good today. I'm not. I am not wording good today at all. But anyways, we have a battle. I'm not even going to try to say the name of it again. You'll find it on social media. Fun stuff. But anyways, we want to know which superhero flying method would you much rather use? So would you want a jetpack like Jupiter Jet? Would you like rocket boots like Iron Man? Would you want to throw a hammer like Thor? Or use a grapple line like Batman? Now, keep in mind, you as a superhero do not possess the ability to fly. And Thor's hammer does not grant you Thor's power. It's just something, it's that, just you would something throw, that you would throw, and, and that's then how you, you would fly. have that kind of like magnetism that Thor has to his hammer. Yeah, it's not so, Thor's hammer specifically. It's just something something that would help you. You could throw it. You could use it as a weapon as well. Something meow, molnir, meow, 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 meow. Something meow, meow-ish. Uh, but anyways, so you could choose from a jetpack like Jupiter Jet, rocket boots like Iron Man, throwing a hammer like Thor, or a grapple line like Batman. So be sure to check out on Twitter, on the Facebook group, and on the Facebook page. Let us know what would you rather choose. What would you rather use? And uh, so we've got a couple of uh, announcements of stuff that's going on. Uh, first, if you haven't seen it, uh, our buddy Michael Neal of It's Me Ma has uh, announced that he's looking for extras for his film. It's a very secret project. Uh, It's so secret that no one knows what it is except for a few people. He just keeps calling it the mystery project. But if you are a... I love mystery projects. And it's probably going to be awesome because his stuff is awesome. And he's working with our, our, uh, our good friends Bill and Kyle of the now streamable on Amazon Prime Survival of the Film Freaks. As well as uh, Joe Lemieux, and uh, I don't know who the principal actors are in that, but he is looking for extras. So if you have, like, Renaissance Fair or fantasy garb, uh, he's looking for people to show up on March 14th at Hammond Castle in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And it's he's just looking for a whole bunch of extras. He's looking for a ton of people. Kids, adults, as long as you have some sort of fantasy garb, uh, he wants you to come down and be in this movie. It's unpaid, but you'll get to be in a movie. And it's at a castle. It's in, And this castle's really cool. They did a Game of Thrones event uh, for the premiere of season eight that one of our friends went to, and she posted a ton of pictures, and it looked incredible. So check out the Facebook page, check out our personal pages if you're friends with us on uh, Facebook to see what this uh, castle looks like. It's amazing. I had no idea something like this existed in Massachusetts. It's a great way to get dressed up and just kind of live vicariously for the day. Yeah. Even if you're not into it, like if you can find, you know, find some sort of, you know, fantasy garbage looking for like wizards and mages and monks and druids and you know warriors just no knights i know that no knights but other than that uh you know let your larp flag fly (laughs) um and uh it turns out we will not be attending wicked weekend uh it seems like that has uh kind of petered out and is not actually happening so uh if you have 
booked a room or anything like that, I would um, I would look into canceling that reservation because it doesn't look like that's happening. I mean, you can stay at the Hilton and hang out at the at the aquarium and go to Mystic Pizza if you want, but uh, the convention unfortunately is not happening, uh, which is sad. But um, Ashes, what else? Uh, what else do we have? Do we have anything else coming up? Uh, we have. I have an interview with uh, actor Jan Birch next week on uh, Shark Bites, which is going to be pretty cool. It's. Uh, it was a really fun interview, and he's really cool. You might know him from uh, the People Under the Stairs, and the recently released comes out tomorrow. Agramon's Gate. So check that out. And uh, I think with that being said, we, we will see you next Thursday. Thursday.